Hello team, welcome to the Strong, Healthy, Happy podcast. The podcast that teaches you how to build a strong, healthy, happy body with an anti-diet culture and mental health approach. I'm Liz Campbell, owner and trainer at M12 Fitness. Let's get on with today's episode so you can start building a strong, healthy, happy body. All about vegan diets. If you've ever been curious about going vegan and don't know where to start, or just simply want to know more about the diet itself, this episode is for you. Katie Keller from the Nutrition Room is joining me again. Hi, Katie. Hi, Liz. Thanks for having me again. I'm so excited. Thanks so much for doing this with me today. So let's just dive right into this, talking about vegan diets. How would you define a vegan diet? Uh, a vegan diet, it's basically a way of life that excludes all animal products, and it's made up solely of just plants. And it's a bit different than vegetarianism in that if you're vegetarian, you may also include fish or eggs or dairy in some sort of combination. But vegans exclude all those things. They don't eat dairy. They don't eat eggs. They don't eat meat, poultry, fish, seafood of any kind. And they really do just eat anything that's plant-based. So why might someone choose to switch to a vegan diet? I mean, really, there's a variety of reasons why people might want to go vegan. One of the key reasons is for moral purposes or in, um, animal welfare. Some people, um, environmental activism comes into play as well. A lot of people I find nowadays, they want to go vegan, you know, for a specific health goal, or maybe they're looking for weight loss and they think that veganism is the way to achieve those things. Some people do it for personal preference. I've honestly worked with some clients and they maybe didn't label themselves vegan per se, but they just prefer not to eat animal products. So it's just sort of, they don't enjoy it. So they, they just sort of incidentally end up being vegan. Um, and then other people, economical reasons may come into play. So, you know, it, it can be a lot more affordable to be plant-based or vegan um, rather than eating a lot of meat. If you think about like a can of beans is, you know, a just over a dollar and that can last you for a couple of meals. And then versus, you know, a, a pack of ground beef, for example, that's maybe, you know, five or six times as much money. So yeah, it just depends on the person why, why they might want to go that route. That is a great reason, especially like, I don't know about you, but things I'm seeing everywhere is just the amount that groceries are going up right now. It is a very cost-effective diet, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. It's crazy how much grocery prices are going up and food costs are going up. And um, I know at least for myself, so I'm, I'm not vegetarian or vegan. I don't consider myself either, but um, in my house, we do, we do follow plant-based diet. And so most of our meals are plant-based and we are this way now, just without thinking about it, but we started, I started incorporating more plant meals into um, our regular schedule when I was poor <laughs> Um, and, you know, just trying to save money. And I thought, well, what's one way we can cut down on grocery costs? And so that's for, for me, that's one of the reasons why we started to incorporate more plant-based meals and it, it can make a difference. So what should anyone know before considering a vegan diet? I usually recommend before diving right in, learn whatever you need to in order to understand what an animal product is, which when I say that, it sounds so silly. Like, obviously this is an animal product and obviously this isn't an animal product, but if you're going fully vegan, some things might not be as straightforward to you, um, especially when it comes to ingredients or ingredient lists. So there are certain food products like honey or gelatin that, that people don't really realize 
they aren't vegan or they may not be vegan. So um, just sort of educating yourself on that and then definitely learning what nutrients you could potentially lack if you're removing all animal products, just to make sure that you're not becoming gradually more and more deficient. And then you can supplement accordingly if you're not able to get all, all of your nutrients that you need. I also usually talk to people about fiber too, just because a vegan diet, it's only plants and we get fiber from our plant foods. So if you're, if you're going fully vegan, you know, really, really quickly, you can really, really quickly ramp up the fiber and that could lead to some digestive issues, some discomfort. So just for comfort purposes, you know, try to gradually increase that fiber and, and, and see what you can do to keep yourself as comfortable as possible before you just sort of throw in the towel and say, I don't know, I tried it, but it didn't work with my body. And then I, I think just knowing when to ask for help. So, you know, know that a dietitian can be very helpful. And if, if you don't know all the answers when you're going vegan, if you're not sure if you're doing it right, it's never a bad idea to reach out and, and ask for a little bit of help. Just even if it's just one time to go over, um, you know, this is what I'm eating. What do I need to add? What, what could I be missing to make sure that you are healthy and strong in the long term? So are there any actual health reasons to switch to a vegan diet? And if so, what are they? There is and there isn't. There are health benefits when you go vegan, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you can only get these benefits from going vegan. Um, the benefits that you do get from going vegan, you can get this with just following a, a plant-based diet. We have research that supports this. Um, so plant-based diet means that you are including a, a lot of plant proteins, a lot of different plant foods, fruits, vegetables, grains, nuts, seeds, those types of things, but you don't necessarily have to exclude all animal products all of the time. And the benefits are, are great. So we, we know that, you know, if you are following a plant-based diet and you can get the, you do get these benefits with, with veganism as well, you know, it reduces the risk of cancer or, you know, it, it does improve heart health by improving cholesterol levels. It, it certainly has digestive benefits, so it, it can improve your the health of your digestive tract. Um, it reduces your risk of developing diabetes. And, you know, this is by no means an exhaustive list, but it's, it is very beneficial to include more plants in, in your daily diet. And that's just because the plant foods, they're, they're super nutrient dense. They just provide so many vitamins, minerals, fiber, they're great sources of antioxidants. And they give us these special little things called phytonutrients as well that we can't get anywhere else other than plants. So I guess just where I feel the communication gets a little bit lost with these benefits is that you do have to go vegan to get these benefits. You certainly don't have to. Veganism is sort of a way of life. It's a lifestyle change. You don't have to go to that extreme to get those benefits. You can still include little bits of animal products here and there. Mm -hmm. um, I also find that I have a lot of people who come to me, you know, with the endeavor to go vegan um, because they they want to lose weight. And so I always like to clarify that weight loss, for one, it doesn't necessarily always result in greater health. You lose weight. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're, you're definitely going to get a lower risk of cancer, uh, lower risk of, of diabetes better cholesterol levels, et cetera. So yeah, veganism doesn't automatically mean weight loss. It, it is just, you know, uh, like a way, a way of living. It's, it's a diet just like any other that you can gain weight or lose weight or maintain your weight on. Um, and so I always like people to keep that in mind as well, but, but certainly you can see a lot of benefits, health benefits from going vegan. Um, you just don't have to necessarily go to that extreme. It's basically like the health reasons are there. 
but it's not like if someone, you know, I, I hate the term quick fix, but if someone's looking for that quick fix, a vegan diet is not it. Exactly. Yeah. You can, you can certainly achieve those benefits by incorporating more plants on a regular basis, but you don't have to always hundred percent cut out um, all of the animal products to get those benefits. Certainly though, if you are vegan, you are going to see health benefits most likely because you're going to be incorporating those really nutrient dense foods. What are some common mistakes people make when going vegan? I know um, I actually used to uh, work with someone who is vegan and some, sometimes her lunch would literally only be like corn chips and salsa. So what are some common mistakes people make when they go vegan? That's a really good point, Liz, because there absolutely are mistakes. And, and I'd say that's one of the more common ones that I see. It is that, you know, people remove the animal products from their diet, but they're not replacing it with a plant-based alternative. So, you know, they're, they're taking away that, that meat, which is such a, a concentrated protein source, but they're not, they're not replacing it with something like tofu or beans or, or something that's going to give them, you know, a plant-based alternative. And so they can quickly become deficient in certain nutrients, right? And then what this leads to is over time, well, they don't really feel very well. Maybe they start to see some nutrient deficiencies and then it's not really sustainable. It's not, it's not a lifestyle that's sustainable and either they're just going to continue to feel more and more unwell and get more and more deficient, or they might have to go back to a lifestyle that they don't agree with or don't feel good about, which is reintroducing those animal products. So for sure, taking away foods without thinking about a plant-based alternative is one of the really common mistakes that I see. So another thing I see is that people maybe start going vegan for the wrong reasons. And I mean, everyone's reason for going vegan has to be their own and whatever motivates them and makes them feel good about, you know, the way that they eat and, and how they're, how they're feeling is, you know, I'm supportive of it. But a lot of the time people do come and they say, I want to go vegan because I want to lose weight or Another common situation is that I see people who have or have had cancer and they're really scared about it and they feel like vegan, going vegan is the only way out. Um, and I, I don't like calling this a mistake, but I suppose in a way that it is just because their motivation for it is sort of elsewhere and it ends up being a little bit more bad diety, if you know what I mean. Oh, yes. Where, yeah, where they're, they're doing it with, some idea in mind. And if they don't, if they don't achieve that, or they're doing really restrictive things in order to achieve that, that don't feel good to them in their lifestyle, then it's hard to, to sustain it in the long term. And so I'm never about that restrictive lifestyle. So no. if, <laughs> if, if they're, they're really not feeling good on it and feeling like they're missing out on certain things, that's not really a great reason to, to go vegan and to maintain that lifelong. I also feel like see a lot of people who get really into that all or nothing mentality. I'm sure you see a lot of that in your. Oh yes, your yeah, work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But they, you know, one day they're having meat multiple times a day and lots of dairy products and eggs, and then they just decide they're going to go to bed one night and the next morning, that's it, no more animal products. They're just going to be vegan. And I'm really hard. Like it works for some people, but it can be really hard to adopt that lifestyle just at the drop of a hat like that. So usually I'll encourage people to sort of more gradually incorporate more plant foods and maybe a full day where you don't need any animal products. See how that suits your lifestyle, learn a little bit more about it, see what works for you, and then incorporate another day and another day until you're at a place where you're feeling really good and confident about following a vegan lifestyle. 
Yeah. The, the other thing is that I, I do really see people who just don't really think about their nutrient needs at all. So they yeah, sort of similar to the, um, I'm just going to have chips and salsa for, for lunch. And that's gonna be my whole lunch. They're sort of in denial at the fact that you do need a variety of foods and um, lots of different types of foods in order to get all the nutrients you need for optimal health. And so um, this isn't necessarily a problem of just vegans. Anyone on any diet can be ignorant to the fact that they do need specific nutrients for optimal functioning of their body. And so really just learning what nutrients you could potentially be deficient in and, and trying to put that conscious effort in to complement the foods that you're eating so that you're not eventually feeling unwell and weak and getting those nutrient deficiencies in the long term. Well, that's great because that actually leads into my next question of what are the main nutrients that vegans may be missing when switching to this type of diet? Absolutely. There are definitely nutrients that you can certainly risk becoming deficient in. I mean, protein is one of them because a lot of people, they do, they just remove the animal protein and don't really think about um, what a plant-based alternative is. And I've heard the argument from a lot of people, well, plants do give us protein, like all all different vegetables. And we get some from fruits and and grains and things like that. And we do, we absolutely do. Um, It's just that they're not really concentrated sources of protein. And so if you're not including those concentrated sources of protein, it can be really hard to eat enough food on a daily basis to meet those protein needs. So just making sure that, you know, they're thinking about that. Uh, Vitamin B12 is another one. I mean, we really only get it from our, from our animal proteins, like chicken, beef, milk, eggs. So we just can't get it. You just can't get it in your diet if you're vegan. And so that is one that I do recommend all vegans supplement with. Um, Even if you're just starting your journey and you're trying to go more plant-based or you're sort of like nearly vegan, um, I always recommend just just start supplementing with it because you're not going to get it unless you're supplementing or choosing fortified foods. Iron, it can be a common one as well. And that's because, you know, basically we have two types of iron that we can get from food. One is heme iron, which we get from animal foods, and it's very absorbable for us. It's very bioavailable. Um, and the other is non-heme iron. That's the, the kind that we get from our plant foods. And it's just not quite as, as bioavailable. Um, not to mention we can have certain, you know, nutrients interact and make it even harder for us to absorb that iron. So um, making sure that you're including those, those high iron plant-based foods, like, you know, beans are such a phenomenal source of, of iron nuts and seeds, tofu. And then I usually recommend trying to think about pairing it with a food that's a source of vitamin C because that actually enhances our our ability. Calcium can be a tricky one too, just because, you know, dairy products, they're just such an excellent source of calcium. And it's such an easy way for us to get our daily calcium needs. And when you take that away, oftentimes we're not thinking about the other foods that can give us, can give us that calcium. So trying to, trying to, you know, include things like leafy greens and almonds and tofu is a source of calcium. I I think another common one is omega-3s, which is an essential fatty acid. We just, we can't make it, so we have to eat it. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's only really a handful of vegan foods that that can help get us our our daily dose of omega-3s. So I always encourage people, you know, make sure including like flax seeds and chia seeds and hemp seeds and walnuts. eat them in their whole form, eat an oil-based form. Um, yeah. I mean, there's, this is not an exhaustive list. Those are just kind of the main ones that I think, um, 
most people have a harder time getting enough of if they're not thinking about it. Yeah. Um, so just, yeah, trying to choose a variety of foods and, and complement what you're eating so that you can get that complete nutrient profile. Awesome. So I do have a quick question about um, nutritional yeast. I, I've heard that it has B12 in it, but I'm also just assuming it's not a high enough amount. You probably have to eat a lot of it in order to actually get the amount that you would get from animal products, I'm assuming. So actually for nutritional yeast to give you B12, it has to be grown in a B12 rich medium. So not oh. all nutritional yeast is a source of B12. It, it Most people don't actually know it helps get you protein though. It can help get you a good amount of protein. Not to mention it does add like a little bit of flavor and it, you know, a lot of people feel like it helps give you that sort of like cheesy flavor when yeah. you're not having any, <laughs> yeah, any, any dairy products. Um, so I quite enjoy it myself, but yeah, it is a common misconception that you can get enough B12 from plant foods. We, we just can't. So kind of speaking about the protein thing, how can someone get their recommended daily amount of protein if they're vegan? Um, it doesn't have to be that complicated. I find that lots of people often think that they have higher protein needs than they really do. And so for a lot of people, that can be a barrier to, you know, fully, fully adopting the vegan lifestyle, if that's something that they're interested in, because they're just, they're worried about it. It's so realistic to get how much the amount of protein that you need on a daily basis, just through plants. And again, it's, it's just thinking about adding in those concentrated protein sources that are plant-based. So things like tofu, um, legumes, like lentils, chickpeas, black beans, those kinds of things, soy products. Well, like I mentioned tofu, but you know, soy beverage or edamame beans, nuts and seeds, they help get us our protein as well. So trying to think about, you know, every meal that you're having, wh what concentrated protein source am I including there? And just be mindful that you're not really missing it. And I often, you know, recommend spread it out throughout the day. So, you know, it could be like you're having oatmeal for breakfast. Um, instead of just plain oatmeal cooked in water and maybe you put a little bit of fruit in it, maybe you want to cook it in some soy, soy beverage and top it with a little bit of peanut butter, melt oh, that in that's there. That's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Your sandwich, instead of just, you know, like avocado and a little bit of spread and some veggies packed in there. Maybe you want to grill up a little bit of tempeh, put that in there as your plant, your plant protein. Um, and you could even have it with like a side of black bean soup or something like that, just to give a little extra dinner. Maybe you're going to have stew or something and you want to add a little, some lentils in there along with your veggies to get some protein packed in. And then snacks even, maybe you want to think about incorporating some into snacks. Maybe you want to snack on some edamame beans or you want to have a smoothie and you're going to you know, you could use a vegan protein powder or you could incorporate, you know, that soy beverage again with a couple tablespoons of hemp seeds. So it doesn't have to be complicated, but just trying to focus on not forgetting where the protein can come from in your plant foods and trying to get that all throughout the day. So protein, enough protein in a vegan diet is completely doable. You just have to be conscious of it. Absolutely. Yeah. One kind of last question I have um, just for a little bit of fun. What is one of your favorite vegan foods or meals to have? Oh, Liz, that's a hard question. <laughs> They're also, <laughs> vegan food can be really good. <laughs> oh, it's delicious. Like sometimes it's just the most flavorful cuisine. I think Anthony Bourdain, do you know him? Yeah. Oh, I like, miss him. Like, He's so good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He went and traveled around India. And of course, a large proportion of, uh, 
of that part of the world are, you know, vegetarians or vegans. And he said, this would be the only place I could be um, vegetarian because they just incorporate so much flavor. And so I think that's often a barrier for people when they're like, oh, I couldn't just eat salad all day. And you're like, no one can. No, you have to use the flavors. But I'd have to say I often make a like a rice and bean and vegetable salad for my lunches. Like I prep it um, on a Sunday and my husband thinks I'm crazy, but I switch it up. It's not the same thing all the time. I switch up the grain. I switch up the bean. I switch up the veggies. I switch up the dressing. And I don't know why, but I just feel like it's something different all the time. So Mm -hmm. I find that sort of like it's safe. It's comforting. I always know it's going to be satisfying, but there's just something to like a cheesy vegan pasta like I just love it it's like just so warming um I love making that that vegan cheese sauce with potato and carrot and cashews yeah blending it all up and then um I love mixing in peas like green peas oh okay yep yeah so that's got to be a really good one or we always make um in the winter we make these foodables and I find it's a great one for if you're hosting like a dinner party or something it seems really impressive but it's super easy um I just make a couple of different grains a little bit of rice a little bit of quinoa roast up some vegetables and then I'll make a tahini sauce like a lemon tahini sauce um and roast up some chickpeas in the air fryer so they're kind of like croutony oh yum And then people can top that with like, if they want a little bit of lettuce on top or some fresh sliced tomatoes or some avocado, and it's kind of just like make your own bowl and everyone's always leaves feeling so satisfied and feels like I put all this work into it, but it's really quick and easy and low maintenance. Oh, you just gave me some inspiration for what my dinner might be the next few days. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) All right. So Katie, tell us where can we find the nutrition room online? So you can either find us on our website, www.thenutritionroom.com or visit us on our Instagram page, the underscore nutrition room. Awesome. Well, great. Thank you so much, Katie. This was excellent. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks so much for having me, Liz. It's always nice. That's our episode. Thanks so much for your time, team. I always appreciate you being here. If you enjoyed today's episode, I invite you to like, share, subscribe, and I would truly appreciate a review if you feel so inclined to leave one. Check out what M12 Fitness is all about and what we offer at m12fitness.com. That's m12fitness.com. And find us on Facebook and Instagram at m12fitnessliz. Thanks again so much for being part of the team, and I'll be back with more soon.